Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Our Father Podcast. This is Rich. About two and a half years ago, my producing partner Rudy Mendoza bugged a confessional in a Catholic church, revealing to us the deepest, darkest secrets of the congregation. We've been releasing these recordings as episodes of the podcast every two weeks. Rudy has since been presumed dead in Europe after being pursued by what I believe to be a Catholic secret society. Despite these dangers, I have decided to continue his work. This is Our Father, and on today's show, our confessor needs a snack. All right, come in. Please be seated. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, uh, how long has it been since your last confession? Yeah, well, you know, it's been a few weeks since my last confession. Mm, That's all right. Um, As you remember from last time. Hmm? Um, uh, It's been a rough few months uh, since I was fired. Oh. Uh, as the general manager over at the Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh gosh. Um, so I've you know I've had a lot of time to reflect in the last few months, and honestly, Father, you know, and I don't want you to think of this as a rebuke on you at oh. all for a second. Oh. For a second. Okay. okay? I'll try not to. You're so good. Oh, thank you. You're so good at what you do, and I would love to talk to you about that sometime. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. I've had a lot of time to reflect, and honestly, I haven't felt great mm. leaving confession lately. Oh, that's and, the opposite. And it's of... me, and it's me. You know, oh. I, mean... I, don't, I don't feel like I'm opening up enough. I feel like I've looked over things in the past. Well, it's impossible to include everything in a confession. You know, there, there's always going to be something you forget. or you know. I feel uh, like I've been throwing you up softballs oh. recently, and I think I just need to dig a little deeper and unpack a few things from my past that, you know, I've maybe overlooked. Well, you know, that's exactly what this is all about. It's about, you know, finding those moments, the things we regret, the things that, you know, cause us pain or, sure. or, uh, or, or any sort of emotional torment and, uh, you know, getting those out and then, uh, you know, finding God's guidance to help us find a better way afterwards. I guess it started when I was eight years old. Oh boy. Um, I, I've never said this to anybody. Mm-hmm. But when I was about eight years old, I started waking up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and I would creep downstairs about twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, let me rewind for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. My parents are lovely people, and they would pack us, me and my brother, lunch every every night for school the next day, and I would wake up. As a midnight snack, so yeah, like twelve hours off of the appointed time, and then I would creep back upstairs, mm-hmm. and I would go to sleep, mm-hmm. and I would wake up again uh-huh. about two a.m. I would creep back downstairs, and I would eat my brother's lunch the entire day, and then I would yep. go back to sleep. Seems a little, seems a little rude. But. 
I'd wake up in the morning and uh-huh. there'd be two new lunches and no one ever said anything. My parents never said a thing. Huh. No one ever questioned? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they were, I don't know if you would call that enabling. I'm not sure, but. I, I mean, I, I guess so. I, I'm just wondering, you know, did you, do you think your parents ever knew what was going on? I think they knew. Because I, I just know, like, you know, in, in that situation, I would, you know, eventually pull, like, you know, the Santa Claus watch. Or, you know, I'd, yeah. you know, uh, just stay up early late and wait to see who was magically eating the food that had been left out the night before. <laughs> yeah, and my parents would always, I mean, set out all sorts of traps and cameras. I would elude them. Well, I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that they were on to me, and it just kind of became a game that we never talked about. So, so it was like a cat and mouse thing of... Like, see, like, like, you, like, you knew what the stakes were. After a while, mm-hmm. I mean, for a while, I thought I was just getting away with it. Um, but then I thought they were giving me, a, giving me a pass, and then, yeah, then it just kind of became a thing. It went on for a while. We're talking every single night for upwards to two years. And so, for for two years straight, every single school night, up at midnight. 12 hours or 12 hour early lunch up at two, 10 hour early lunch. And no one once said a word. Yeah. I don't know what you call that stealing. I mean, there's gluttony is in there too. I, guess. I mean, technically, I mean for your brother's lunch. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's both, I think both the uh, uh, covetousness and uh, gluttony, but for yours, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going to call that one as a gray area. I mean, it's technically your lunch and you're entitled to, eat as much or as little of it whenever right. you it's want my to. lunch yeah then you know i i feel like yeah you know, when you say your parents i can understand them said cameras but you said traps well yeah um well have you ever have you ever played that board game mousetrap oh yes that very similar to mousetrap or the plot of home alone just kind of macgyver type <laughs> Just kind of like MacGyver type traps to um, kind of catch me, but it was almost to just let me know uh, from their point of view that they knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to make the right decision and just turn around, but I never did. So they would create elaborate Rube Goldberg esque constructions through the house, like ca- cause and effect. Like you open the refrigerator door, which pulls the string, which lights the stove, which boils the kettle, which teams open the envelope. You would not believe how close you are to actually how, how uh, a natural really? trap that they set. Yes. Yes. And then you know what? I would get caught and the lights would all come on and I would just, I'd still go to town on those, those lunches. So they didn't... Well, the mouse always eats the cheese, even if he's caught. Uh, I mean, depends on the mouse trap, I guess, but... Uh, so like, so even then, like you were, you were caught, the lights are on, you know, uh, ostent, you know, we can assume some sort of alert has gone off in your parents' bedroom and yet they never confronted you about it. No. And that's, what's eating me alive. Huh? You know, there's a lot of things that, um, just would happen in my youth and I knew I was in trouble, but my parents would never reprimand me. Um, have you ever brought this up again? Like, have you ever mentioned to your parents, like, hey, remember when those lunches kept disappearing and you built giant contraptions to catch the thief, but then never followed through on it? Like, that's never been the topic of conversation again? Yeah, I think sometimes um, 
I think sometimes, you know, around Thanksgiving dinner, things are said in jest, things are said, people get drunk, they start laughing. Um, but no, you know, we never really fully confront that. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a lot of things that are weighing on you from your past. Uh, just, I mean, there's one, um, you know, the one time I did get in trouble at school. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I had detention every day, but again, my parents would never, they never actually grounded me. Um, well, this one, um, oddly enough, you know, involves stealing food again. Um, uh, it was St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day Oof. at school. Sorry, I have a thing about St. Patrick's Day. Do you? Mm, sorry, that's 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 my that's my issue though. Okay. Um, and I would, you know, I would love to talk about that sometime. Um, oh, it, 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 if if we have to, uh, it's a uh, it's, it's just that the whole like you know drinking and celebrating thing like St. Patrick, uh, a, you know Saint uh, monastic, uh, not about excess. And, uh, you know, it's just become this whole thing about, you know, it's just drinking and partying and yes. uh, fist fights and stuff. Yes. And, you know, if, and uh, so if, like that's the first thing, you know, it's just like, oh, that's not how St. Patrick would have celebrated. But on the other hand, St. Patrick was also kind of a jerk and, uh, you know, really, right. uh, yeah, I mean, really did a whole number on the pagans and uh, tried to crush the juridic uh, culture of the of the country and uh, drove out anyone who wasn't willing to convert. So, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, six of one, half dozen the other. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't anyways. even Irish. Sorry, that's the last say. thing I'm going to say about St. Patrick. That's it. I'm done talking about St. Patrick. No worries. Spent dude. most of his time in Germany at that too. Like only like it was only in Ireland for a little while. Yeah. Wasn't he a sheep herder? Uh, he was, a, am I thinking of someone different? He, he, I mean, it, it's, he was in Ireland, so it seems like that's a pretty safe guess. He's not the but yeah, he, he was a, he was a, 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 a British kid, uh, who was uh, kidnapped, became a, became a slave, got, had a vision, uh, ran away, uh, went over to Germany, joined a monastery there, and eventually was like, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to uh, bring enlightenment back to my uh, my homeland. Came back, uh, told a bunch of stories, uh, drove out the pagans, which is, that's the whole snakes thing. The snakes mm -hmm. represent the pagans. Uh, the shamrock story, totally not true. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, eventually went back to the mainland and uh, that was the last anyone heard of him. And there's also like three different guys who all claim they're St. Patrick, so it's tough to tell which story is even true. That's the last thing I'm going to say. I'm done. Yeah. Sorry, you're saying St. Patrick's Day. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so this is about, I don't know, probably sixth grade. Uh, mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Uh, schools throwing celebrations. Um, we come back from lunch. Um, we know that there's going to be an activity, a St. Patrick's Day activity going on. Um, I decided to sneak back to the class a little early. And when I got there, I saw that there was corn pops mm -hmm. scattered everywhere in Ooh. the room. Corn pops. Kind of like acting the part as leprechaun's gold. And it was about 15 minutes before the class got back. And I ate all of the corn pops. Every, all of it. And when, you know, I left everything up, all the green you know, streamers and St. Patrick's Day posters were mm -hmm. still up. So all the kids got back. No one knew that there was supposed to be corn pops there. So, you know, again, everyone kind of was still excited. And but I knew that I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. I 
took away from, you know, a celebratory day. And, uh, yeah, again, the teacher kind of helped me save face while everyone was in the room. But, but the, the, the teacher me, knew? Yeah, yeah, but oh. she gave me detention pretty hard afterwards. Oh, that's... So, uh, and so the rest of the class never knew that you were the one who stole all the corn pops. No, no, I don't even think they knew that corn pops were. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Right. So they didn't even know what they missed, which. Yes. Yeah. And just, just for the record, uh, the leprechaun was, uh, you know, they're depicted as like short little jolly guys (laughs) who, who hoard gold at the end of a rainbow, but, you know, traditionally they're. Actually, members of the, the the fairy folk who are very tall and uh, magical and and uh, and clever, uh, and would do favors for those who were kind to them. And but uh, through St. Patrick's work, they were ridiculed. And the whole idea of them being the little tiny people who yeah. were so you're uh, saying there's a, there's a lot of issues with this holiday, and I maybe shouldn't feel bad about that one. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying what you did was was wrong. I'm just sorry. That's the last thing I'm going to say about St. Patrick, but. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, you know, there's there's gray there's gray areas. I mean, you know, like one of the things I'd ask is like, yes, for, for the teacher who had done all the work of you know setting out those those corn pops and uh, making the room look great, like yeah, that that was definitely something that was probably hurtful to her. And but the rest of the class, like, I didn't know what they're missing. Like, you know, if, if someone leaves a, a a package on my front doorstep that's as a surprise and someone else takes it. Uh, was I the one who was harmed? If I never find out? Well, I mean, you probably had a tracking number on that package. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. But I understand the analogy, and I, I agree. Yeah. No, yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, at the time I thought it was a victimless crime. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, w- I would definitely say that this is that's something you probably w- do want to make up for. You know, both your parents and your and your classmates. I don't know if you're in touch with any of them. Um, you know, not most of them I feel like have um, moved on, uh, moved out of town. Um, but I do have a few. You know, actually, yeah, my, my best friend. We go way all the way back. You know, way way past sixth grade. So maybe this is something I could bring up to him in the future and yeah, maybe maybe like a just an offering of, of contrition you know uh, just a box of cereal or something to, <laughs> to make up for what he what he what he didn't have in his youth you, you could even hide it somewhere in his house you think that leave. so that's my penance for this one is to just get him a box of corn pops yeah j- just just the, the the gesture i think i think it's a i think it's a it's a it's a noble it's a noble thing to do own up to it you know it's at, at your own personal expense and you, know, you could even hide, like hide it somewhere and give him clues as to where to find it. That would be funny. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he he gets to make up for everything he missed out on. As for your folks, I, I think just ask him. Just ask him. Yeah. You oh, know. Yeah. You know, just just call up and say, "Hey, mom, dad, remember when you had to make four lunches every day?" And if they say yes, we do, then you can go into the whole story. If they say, "What are you talking about?" Then the mystery has deepened. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they, yeah, if they don't, you know, know what I'm talking about when I mention the lunches, mm-hmm. maybe I'll just go into, um, you know, the whole Home Alone mousetrap thing. Oh, yeah. Like, how was that happening? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they were putting it, a lot it, of effort into those traps. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if, if it wasn't about the sandwiches, they, if they didn't even notice that, they, if that wasn't on their radar, why the traps? Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, these are just things I've been thinking about. I mean, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, this is an issue that rears its ugly head, you know, mm-hmm. even in even in my present life. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if I just want to get everything off, and this thing is something that's been kind of weighing on me recently. Just one can cut to a few weeks ago. This is uh, uh, well, yeah, I've been unemployed for a few months now from Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, have not given up my job as coach of my son's little league. Oh, good for uh, you, baseball team. Yeah, that, that that's great. You know, you need to have some stability there. Yes. You know, in, in difficult times. And it has been keeping me. You know, I feel like keeping my head on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, through these dark times, um, you know, it's something that keeps me positive. So, and honestly, the team's been doing great this season. We found ourselves in the championship game. Oh, good for you. That's uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. How'd Thank it go? Uh, it went fantastic. Good. We won. We won the oh. game. My son Jim. What? Well, my son Jim pitched no hitter or almost oh, wow. a no hitter. Almost oh. a no no. Um, but uh, it was a fantastic game. Fantastic championship. Families were out. It was a wonderful time. Uh, I decided to, after that, throw a little impromptu party, a little impromptu hey, celebration. Of course, yeah, absolutely. With the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, told said, bring the families out. Everybody come to my house. I'll, I'll go get a bunch of pizzas, is what mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. Um, and I ordered a bunch of pizzas. I uh, got in my truck, went and got those pizzas. Uh, those pizzas did not make it oh. back oh. to the house, to the party. You ate an entire Little League team's worth of <laughs> celebratory pizza. I ordered, yeah, five large pepperoni pizzas, and I ate all of them. And I felt bad about that, because I well, uh, suggested yeah. the party. Yeah, it was, it was kind of... Yeah. It was kind of your... Right. It was kind of your whole thing, was that, yeah, yeah there's going to be a reward. Instead, it's here's some empty pizza boxes. Yeah, and I... Congratulations, kids. Right. Or, uh, and that you, time, everyone knew. I mean, um, everyone knew. I got g- back and I had pizza all over my face. Because it's only about twenty-five minute drive from the pizza place to my house. So, and I took a longer route, but I mean, I really scarfed those things down. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I bought the pizzas, but I, yeah, I still felt I felt bad. Yeah, that, that again, that's another one of those gray areas. Like they're technically your pizzas, but. You know, once you promise them to someone else that you know it's you're now sharing that. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if it was a promise or a suggestion, but it was, yeah. you know, not something I was proud of. Yeah, I, I, I think I, you need to, you know, do another round of pizzas for those kids, and maybe have uh, have them delivered instead of driving them yourself. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. That's an idea. Yeah. Now, just so you know, removing the temptation does not mean that you know you've solved the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, as you know, multiple pizza places popping up in this town oh, all yeah. the time. So, yeah, Papa John's, I don't think Domino's, so. Little Caesars, Pizza Hut. You know, whether it's pizza or corn pops. You know, I think I think there may be something deeper here that I need to get to. But mm-hmm. uh, do you drink beer? Mm-hmm. Do you drink beer? Uh, not on, not on the clock. But I would love uh, to sit down uh, with you off the clock and have a beer. Yeah. That'd be great. Talk. Yeah, I, anytime. My door is always open. Uh, you know, not in the confessional, obviously, because that's, you know, I don't know if it's officially sacrilegious, but it seems like the spirit of it is. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, 
you know, I don't want to do that. I want to be quite religious. Mm -hmm. I just and you know that we do have a we do have various support groups, so you can come to a meeting. Sometimes you know people just like to get 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 together and talk, not not even about a specific problem, but great. just to uh, just to get things out in out in the open. Oh, geez, great. Mm -hmm. I mean, gotta. Got an awful lot of time on my hands right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's just a rotation. You know, uh, you know, some some weeks, you know, uh, like a person's job to set up the room. Some weeks, people bring donuts, and everyone just uh, pitches in. Oh, great! Actually, mm -hmm. that that sounds fantastic. What time do y'all? What time does that meeting? Uh, there's start? one uh, tonight at about seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Cool. Seven o'clock. Uh, there's also uh, there's one group we just started for uh, uh, pet owners in mourning. Really? Mm-hmm. So people who have lost a pet and, you know, want to talk about it. I was wondering, do you think, this is just something I was wondering, do you think, do pets go to heaven? Hmm. I mean, people are kind of split on this one. The uh, There's not an official pet heaven in a Catholic religion, like the, the Vatican's never recognized that there's a pet heaven. <laughs> but uh, Pope Francis has says that, yes, they're, you know, uh, the afterlife is, you know, for people who have lived a good a good life is supposed to be ideal anyway. So if you... If that's what your ideal afterlife, then yes, you'd meet your pets when you got to heaven. Uh, you know, and then on the other hand, you have uh, Saint Kevin, who was a disciple of Saint Patrick's teachings, who figured that everything was earthly and just tried to t treat animals really well while he was while he was on Earth. So everyone told everyone tells this great story about Saint Kevin of like, oh, he stretched his arm out one day from his uh, his window and a bird landed on it, so he didn't want to upset the bird because it was one of God's creatures. So he kept his arms stretched out the window for weeks while the bird like built a nest and laid eggs and the eggs hatched and the birds flew away. So, you know, he was there for, you know, who, who knows how many months holding his arm out this window. Uh, but then on the other hand, so, uh, there was this woman who came and said, oh, I've uh, committed a sin uh, by uh, committing adultery and I'd like to uh, seek, uh, seek forgiveness for it. And he threw her into a lake. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You know, I, I, I guess I'm just saying people are complicated. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's honestly kind of uh, a relief to hear because, you know, the more and more these things pop back into my memory, uh, the more complicated the person I think I am. You know. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to feel bad about that. I just want to strive to improve. Awesome. Oh, and just so you know, uh, when he threw in the lake, that was her penance. Was that she threw in the lake and he was like, be gone, you wicked woman. God bless you. And find your way to heaven. So I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just saying that people are split on the on the <laughs> issue of it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it sounds like you found a good uh, healthy path forward. So uh, why don't we say uh, uh, Corn Pops Quest, uh, uh, Rube Goldberg interrogation, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, yeah, just uh, meet us uh, tonight for the support group and see what uh, see how it goes. Uh, feel free to bring anything you want to. Thank you so much. Maybe right. I'll pick up a few pizzas. Oh, that'd be great. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, so why don't we say also a uh, five Our Fathers and five Hail Marys, and that should uh, just about settle it. Perfect. All right. So through the uh, the power of the church, I grant you peace and pardon in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you soon. And that concludes another episode of the Our Father podcast. Thanks as always to our priest, Father Patrick Connolly. You can see Patrick perform every Saturday with World News Tonight at the I.O. Theater in Chicago. You could also see him perform Thursdays at 9 p.m. with Max A.C. at the Bug House Theater. Our guest confessor this episode was Nick Wilson. You could see Nick perform with Southern Lawyer Improv at the I.O. Theater and hear him on the podcast Riverside Law, also brought to you by Arcade Audio. 
Special thanks to Rudy Mendoza. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, or even easier, tell a friend. Also, if you'd like to donate to the show, please go to patreon.com slash arcade audio to leave your monthly tithings. Follow us on Twitter, our father pod, and send emails of your own confessions to arcadeaudio.net slash confessions. Until next time, I'm Rich. God bless. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.